The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. November 11th. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> there it is. Dude. There it is. There it is. All the feels, all the chills. All the emotions, yeah. excitement, sadness, anticipation. Sadness. Oh my God, bro! Just, whoo, hey. Lord, God willing, the hey, creek hey. don't rise, and I'm here on November 11th. Man, I can't wait till this. Yeah, I'm with you. Show them and who you know you what, are. Mike? Mike, don't ever, don't ever think that that entertainment is just. Entertainment. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's Wakanda Forever. Follow up to Black Panther, my favorite, as you know, my favorite Marvel movie. Um, and, and look, it's a great man. movie. It's Keep more. It's more than a movie. You know why I say it's yes, more? It there are a hundred reasons. There are a hundred reasons why I can say it's more than a movie. I can tell you this. We started talking about after the uh, passing of Chadwick Boseman. We mentioned it on the air. We just mentioned it. We had Doc Johnson on. Doc Johnson is really in the comic books, not just Marvel, just in the comic books in, in general. And we talked about how they're going to replace T'Challa. That, you know, yeah. How long ago was that? How long ago was that? It was, was it 2020 or 21? Yeah. I think it was 2020. Yeah. Mike, you know, I'm still in a, a Twitter thread that I have not contributed to. I'm still in a Twitter thread over that very conversation two years ago, <laughs> you and you are to too. <laughs> I have not contributed to it, and you're still in it yeah. too. He, he because passed August we brought... 28, August 28, 2020 is when he passed. Okay, 2020, and here we are in 2022, two years later, and, and people are still talking about this. They're talking about okay, and they're serious about Mike. There have been some serious arguments over over this, and, uh, about and how if I do, Ryan Coogler yeah, should do it, yeah. How to do it? And if I do contribute, I'm going to say, spread the love. Remember Wakanda. Spread the love. Spread the love, y'all, because there, there's some intense debates about how this should be handled. And I don't know. I don't know the way it should be handled. I'm glad that it is well, being handled. And I think it's going to be appropriate. It's going to be poetic, right? And it's going to be oh, beautiful. Gonna, I, I trust that they're going to do him justice. I mean, so when I think at, at, at one of the conventions might have been Comic Con or it might have been, um, you know, Disney or Marvel's presentation, whatever it was, the cast came out and it was and it, and it was crying. It was emotional because they showed something that I don't think we've seen yet in terms of how they're going to do justice and honor the memory of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I just trust Ryan Coogler. I trust Ryan Coogler. I trust this team. I trust Marvel. What um, a storyteller. What sure, a storyteller. It seems, it seems he is. like it, right. It seems like Shuri is going to be the next Black Panther based on the posters, based on the trailer. And, and we thought that that was going to be the case, that she was going to take up the mantle. All I know is I, I'll say one of the best experiences of 
you know, my adult life was I, I was privileged to attend the Black Panther premiere in Los Angeles and then hang out at the after party. Um, and first of all, it, it felt like I was in Wakanda, like the, the vibe, the energy, how everybody felt after viewing that film. And I remember saying that, that film's going, I, I knew it was going to break records. The moment I saw it, I knew it was going to break records. And it did. Now, I don't think it, this, it, this is not a hot take or this isn't going on a limb that this one is going to break records, but it's going to shatter records. It is going to be the biggest movie ever because you're right. It's not just a movie. It is a movement. It is a cultural phenomenon. I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that trailer. The other trailer that preceded it. I'm just so excited for this film. I'm so happy. How many times have you watched the movie? This group. The how, you were Black at Panther? the premiere. Yeah. How uh -huh. many times have you seen? Can you count? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I have not watched it since Chadwick's passing. And even when you I haven't. watched the end, and even when I watched the end of Avengers Endgame, it's it's it's. I get I get really sad when I watch. Uh, you know, when I watch him come, when Doctor Strange, you know, does a sparkly thing, <laughs> and everybody yeah. returns yeah. from the snap. Um, but I'm just, I, I, this movie is just going to, it's going to be next level. It's going to be next level. The tra if the trailers are any indication, it is going to be next level. Speaking of next level, unless you got anything there, I was going to transition. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I was waiting. Okay. You know, it's so funny, hey, dude. I know what? you so well. I know you so well. What? I was like, okay, so Mike. Is going to now. I thought it, it came a little early. I thought you'd do it in a minute or two. I said in a minute or two, Mike's going to take this and spin it into something football. And I'm guessing it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> last night against Tampa was a superhero. He was oh, a wizard. He was a sorcerer yeah. supreme. He was a warlock. He was a magician. He was whatever you want to call him. Travis Kelsey called him Houdini. There you go. Yeah, I mean, first off, I missed the wide open touchdown like the play before. Or I got like in between, like I want to lob it to him or just dot, dot it on him. And so I was upset with myself there. Um, and then we rolled out and they did a good job of kind of coming up field, not, not going on that dive play that we kind of always run with Burton. Um, but I, I was able to use my speed to get a uh, little bit of speed to get around the edge there. Um, and then I was going to run for it, and they kind of flew around, and I, I realized I wasn't going to make it, and I saw Clyde, and so I just kind of flicked it up to him. The NFL hasn't seen anything like Pat Mahomes, I promise you that. And you saw it today. He's the Houdini of our era, man. The guy just finds ways to make plays uh, throughout the game. I mean, big-time third downs, big-time goal line plays, um, just willing our team into the end zone, willing, willing our team to win, and that's our ultimate leader, man. So the play that they're referring to, of course, is look at this. Here it the, is. The, the first time I've seen a jump shot touchdown pass. I see, we've seen jump. Okay, how passes, about the spin? But I've never seen a jump shot. Basically, yeah, basically a, a, a spin move, fadeaway jump shot pass. I mean, but it's not just okay. this though. It's it's, it's, it's this is spin, the latest and greatest. <laughs> you can't. This is the latest and greatest example of, of Patrick Mahomes' abilities. But Mike, it's not just this. It's it's the underhand throws. It's the sidearm throws. It's the no look throws. Um, it's the mobility. It's the uh, it's the ability to morph and transform into whatever he needs to be on any given play. 
because he could be deadly from the pocket in a traditional sense on one play. He can be Brady or he could be deadly outside the pocket and work off schedule. Okay, he could be Rogers, right? Um, you know, he could scramble for first downs. He's not Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick fast, but he'll kill you with his legs. And then when yeah. you combine Andy Reid's and Eric Bieniemy's creativity, it's like if he's Doctor Strange with it, they're his Wong. It's almost like <laughs> their br- yeah. their brains gets and their wheels get to turning with how can we unlock more of Patrick Mahomes' abilities? How can we have him doing all this, you know, um, line of scrimmage histrionics? And then have a tight end take the snap and score uh, a touchdown on a, on a quarterback sneak. I mean, it's just the possibilities are endless with this kid. And I think one day, one of my favorite movies, you know, is Troy. And at the end of Troy, uh, Odysseus says, you know, his little his little uh, monologue at the end, his little voiceover at the end. He says, "Tell them I lived in the time of Achilles." We're gonna look back and we're gonna say we lived in the time of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's that's it's true. That's true. Um, and I'll say about Mahomes, it's kind of like that game we all used to play with our various levels of athletic ability. The game used to play whatever you're playing in the background, whether it's a backyard football or basketball. Hey, I'm this guy, and you try to do it. Now we have it on uh, on social media where in, in the NBA there's a guy who impersonates everybody in the league. You know, he'll do LeBron oh, yeah. James. He'll do. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis. I like he'll, him. He'll do Giannis, I whatever. His name, but I like him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same thing. You know, Patrick Mahomes, as you said, Patrick Mahomes is imitating, but he's got his own thing. There's the Patrick Mahomes. Task Patrick Master. Mahomes can be. Remember, ta- like, Task he can be himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can be yeah. himself, but then yeah. he can do, you know, can do some other. I got a whole list, a whole laundry list of impersonations I can do as well. And I will say, as much as I enjoy watching him, I love seeing what he can do physically. It's not just a physical thing because the NFL hasn't seen Travis Kelsey. No, the NFL hasn't seen anyone like Patrick Mahomes. NFL hasn't seen anyone like Lamar Jackson, nor has the NFL seen anyone like Josh Allen. I think all three of them possess this thing that I did not grow up watching that I didn't see 10 years ago. Like the NFL did not have that 10 years ago. Maybe little little bits and pieces of it. Oh, how about Steve Young, Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham? Okay, bits and pieces, but all together, no. I haven't seen anything like this. But what makes Patrick Mahomes special is what you just said. It's home. It's being around people who know his strengths, know areas where he can improve, and I'll say weaknesses now. We say areas where you can improve. Yeah. That's that's academia right there. These are your last interception frustrated me. Yeah, these are your areas where you can improve. We're not going to say weaknesses, but they that's family. Andy Reid, Eric B that's family. So family is, hey, we'll celebrate you. We'll yell and we'll yell at you. We'll We'll challenge you. you. Oh, we we could go. People were tripping because him and the enemy were going. That's that familiarity. This is this is the best place for you. And I would say Patrick Mahomes, you are you are you are the engine of what the Kansas City Chiefs do. But be thankful in a strange way. Be thankful that the rest of the NFL is a little late about Eric Bieniemy. That Eric Bieniemy should not be there. He should not be a part of the nope. brain trust. It shouldn't be 
It shouldn't be Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes. Bieniemy should be out, years. just like the other ones. Right. Just like the other ones were, right. and somebody should be right. in that place. But as long as right. they have this trio, this trinity, that ooh, continuity. Yeah. About to get sacrilegious it's, now. Uh, as long as they have this 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 trinity here. Yeah. Uh, they're no, just that gonna, continuity is going to be really tough to match. Well, and he and he's taking ownership of the offense. He's they've taken all taking the challenge of collectively replacing Tyreek Hill. He's putting in plays or trying to put in plays at the last minute, which is not how they go about doing things. They don't install things midweek, but that's one of the things that he's been trying to do lately. That's that's how much of a of a maturation that he's undergone uh, over the course of these these few years with uh, Bienemy and, and Reed. Yeah, absolutely right. That continuity is a weapon in and of itself. You typically don't see that. The only other one I could think of in recent memory would be McDaniel's and and, and Brady. McDaniel's had his you know his. Uh, you know, flirtation or his, his cup of coffee, I should say, in Denver. But there was just so they were together for so a long, time. long. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I, I was thinking about you when I saw the Chiefs beating up on Brady's Bucks last night, because I'm like, you know, listen, I a couple of weeks ago, we're not that far removed from a conversation between me and you, where I was like, Buffalo's clearly the class of the AFC. They go down to Miami and lose. They beat the Ravens yeah. yesterday. We'll get to that game in a second. But you were always a Kansas City guy. In the AFC, yeah, um, and I, I don't know if you ever came off of that, but today is a day for you to beat no. your chest and say I told you so, because they look like the class of the AFC. And I wonder, I'll combine two stories here. Would you go so far as to make a case, even though they have the one loss to the Colts, and there's only one undefeated team, and that's in Philly? Would you go so far as to make a case for the? Well, yeah, it looks confusing in hindsight. Would you go so yeah. far as to make a case for Kansas City as even the best team in the league, despite the Eagles being the only undefeated team? Not yet, not yet. But I, the the reason the reason I've been so bullish on Kansas City is well, one what we one thing we just talked about, or the five things that we just talked about, the characteristics uh, of a of a Kansas City Chiefs offense, uh, the the core, the DNA of who the Kansas City Chiefs are, and the other thing is, Mike, we always do this. I love it because it's just fun, it's entertainment, but it's ninety percent BS. But it entertains me, and that is our off-season obsession with moves. Mm. So teams make moves in the off-season, and we mm-hmm, just think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that this one move or the, these two moves yeah. are going to elevate this team. They're going to be unstoppable. Right. Hey, the Broncos are now divisional favorites right. because they added Russell or Wilson. Hey, wh- when they, watch out for the Chargers. Work, when they don't yeah. work immediately, then it becomes a bust because we overhyped it in the right. off-season. Yeah. But just the hype, the hype train, and so everybody mm-hmm. had like, hey, the the Colts. The, think about the off season we talked about. Broncos yeah. added Russell Wilson. The Chargers the added Ryan. Khalil Mack. Chargers with defense uh, and, like, and, and, and J.C. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow, they, the the Raiders are going to be unstoppable. They had Devontae Adams. They got their first win yesterday. Right. And the Broncos yeah. lose again. The Broncos haven't looked right yet, even in victory. The Broncos, eh, yeah, a little bit shaky. Whereas Kansas City. They lost Tyree Kill, and that's a big loss. But everything else they bring, including number fifteen, I just think right. is enough stability. Is enough yeah. to is enough to deal with a spike here, a spike there, a splash there, a new face mm-hmm. somewhere else. That's why I'm gonna go with Kansas City, strong in the AFC West. I still like you. You gonna find it's hard to believe. I like Buffalo though. I still like. I like Buffalo. Okay. Okay, See, I, I, th- I thought Kansas City was. I thought the AFC came through okay. Kansas City for you. Oh, 
Well, it does, but it still does. I'm saying I'm not I'm not going to dismiss Buffalo. I'm not going to make uh, that okay, mistake. Okay. No, I, no, I don't find it hard to believe because I, Buffalo, no, I, I know you like them. Because Buffalo still has to prove that it can knock off Kansas City to get where it's trying to go. It hasn't happened yet. It's on small sample size, two games. Uh, one game, not that close. The other other game, as close as you can get. But they still, in big moments, 0-2 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So they got to beat them. Okay. They got to beat them to, to, to advance. All right, let's hit this break now because – so I asked you about the Eagles. I'm glad you didn't answer. Let's save it for the other side nope. because I think you could not answer that question because if I if I if I read your feed correctly, you're feed rejecting the premise. True. I think I think you're Reject rejecting it. the premise. Reject. <laughs> okay. All right. That's I, oh, I can't wait to teams. talk about it. I All can't right, wait please. to talk about it. I'm All excited. Right. Not as excited as I am for Wakanda Forever. Yvonne Bay. <laughs> I like the other one you said. Show them who you are. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So I picked at your feed, and your feed says, them boys are the NFC East's best. And I'm going to ask you this, Professor. Are you grading on a curve? Like, are you giving extra Ooh. credit? Because it's Cooper Rush, and so your is your calculus. Well, if they're doing this with Cooper Rush, then how good must they be yeah, with Dak like, Prescott like that. versus a team okay. that's like that's four and zero and that's like killing it on both sides of the ball in all in all yeah. phases? Like, how, how you gonna right. put the Cowboys right. over the Eagles, man? How you gonna put them okay. boys over Fly Eagles Fly? Explain them boys. Show me your work, Professor. Show me your work, Professor. I'm excited. Or, 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 I have one other theory. I have one other theory. Or, are you just rubbing it in with me, who, after week one, (laughs) like a jackass, was like, oh, the Cowboys season is over. Oh, the Cowboys season is over. This dude is one all three starts. This dude cannot lose. I just missed him out of hand. I missed him. I wrote them off. With the quickness, oh my God, I lose sleep over this. Every time Cooper Rush leads yeah. into another win, I, I'm like, what an idiot. Oh, you wrote them off. More for me and you. And I actually, and you. I actually, you tried I actually to tell watched, me. I watched one of the nastiest things I've seen in the fall, this fall. One of the nastiest things. You write down on a piece of paper words. <laughs> I should have seen this coming. I didn't. You wrote words down. I was like, okay, what's he doing? Okay. And then you actually ate your words I'm without trying. anything. You just straight up purged. ate your words. I should be punished. All right. Brother Numsey, I right, apologize. Mike. My dear sweet brother Numsey, I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm just trying to like take ownership right. of this, man. Oh. All right. You, uh, you, you, you covered football. You covered football for a long time. Now you're doing the thing. You're doing the damn thing for Amazon. We get to see you on Thursday nights before the game and after the game. What a bonus. What a bargain. Before the game and after the game. 
Michael Smith. All right. <laughs> so we see that. We see that. So you know, if I, if I, if you're trying to explain football to somebody who's come from another planet, they say, Michael, how would I know? How would I know that I have a functional football franchise? You probably say something like, well, look, this is how you just take the, 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 the quick signs. No, you got something legitimate. Let's check ownership. Let's see what the head coach is all about. And let's see if they have a quarterback. You start there. You start there with those pillars. Ownership, quarterback, head coach. And if you are saying good things about two of the three or three of the three, you're in pretty good shape. I'm not going to talk about ownership here. I'm not talking about ownership. Both of them have, they're fine in their ownership. They're very stable. But this is what I don't understand. Did Jalen Hurts somehow pass the injured Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott is coming back. He's already feeling it. He could be back any day now. Has Jalen Hurts done so well where you say Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback? Is it equal to Dak Prescott? I don't. And uh, here's the uh, big one. I don't. His body of work. Just to quickly answer that, his body of work is not that of Dak Prescott's. It wasn't right that now? long ago. How with about right some, now? Forget about well, the body of work. In, injury aside, right now I think he's playing as good a football as anybody in the league. Right now, in terms of th through four games this season, he's right up at the top of the list in terms of MVP conversation. Is he what in a vacuum? Would I say if I were ranking quarterbacks again? Would I put Jalen Hurst above Dak Prescott? No, I would, would not. I would not. Just out of respect, but, I would not. But here's out of respect. Oh, thank you for saying that word, respect, because that's really what it comes down to in the next category with this head coach, Mike McCarthy. I just don't understand why people continue to find reasons to just slam Mike McCarthy as if he hasn't won a Super Bowl, as if he doesn't have a great career ago. winning percentage as if oh sure and guess what we're still saying great things about Mike uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think they went to the same Super Bowl the same on the Super same Bowl. bus yeah. and then yeah. left on the same plane. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we're still yeah. saying beautiful things about Man. Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't won, anything, to the choir. He hasn't won a thing yet. I have right. known Mike McCarthy since he was in New Orleans since he was the OC of the San Francisco 49ers with Alex Smith when he took the job in 06. I remember Mike McCarthy telling me on the phone. We going to Aaron Rodgers. We ain't welcoming Brett Favre back here. Like I go back with Mike McCarthy. So I have a soft spot for Mike McCarthy. I could also recognize that the criticism of Mike McCarthy have been legitimate in the areas of game and clock management. It is also unfair yeah. to look at his overall record with the Cowboys and not factor in how much time he's had to coach without Dak Prescott. Okay, right. So I'm with you. Yeah. I, I'm glad you're caping up for Mike McCarthy. But tell me though, other than other than saying that Dak Prescott is better than Jalen Hurts, and, in and, what and area are these Cowboys? Is, better. is better than Nick Sirianni. Okay, he's got a. He's got a. Right. They, in both cases, they have a better resume. But this right. year, this year here and now, in what area would you say the Cowboys are better than the Eagles? Defense. Okay, but Defense. not by much. Not by but much. Not much. But, but see, it didn't. It didn't take. We're talking about that, numbers. It, I mean, that, I would say that's a toss-up. If you want to go, if you okay, prefer right. Dallas, if you prefer their pass rush is incredible. If you prefer Dallas, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. But it, it's 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 in the same and, vicinity. And here's the other thing. Okay, this is what this is what I've come to understand about the NFL. Like th this is the last five years. It's not even defenses. 
It's like um, it's moments. It's moments. Like nobody really has a consistent top uh, like from from the beginning of the game to the end that defense that yeah. you grew up watching the defenses no. that I grew up watching no more. They're ain't, gone. No They're dead. ain't no shutdown we, defenses no more. Yeah. We don't roll like right. that anymore. So if you're building yep. if you are building your your franchise on a defensive foundation as if that's going to be sustainable and you're going to hold most of your opponents to 17 points a game and you're going to do that all the way. You're going to ride that to a Super Bowl. No, you're not because Buffalo had the number one defense last year and the Patriots had the number two defense and they fizzled when it mattered most. So and these are the top two defenses in the league. But if I look at playmakers, Mike, if I look at Okay, I want these guys. I want it, this is a league of situation bursts. You take it. You take a defensive burst. That's what you it's all game, about. You want people break. who can. You want you want people who can bring about sudden change. You want people who can make plays I, that are Demarcus Lawrence. You want those types of guys. And Darius Slay says all kinds of. He's not doing the Wakanda forever. When I say that to him, he's doing another gesture with two arms. When I say they don't have. Defensive playmakers. He said, hey, did you watch me against Justin Jefferson? Did you see that game? Did you see what I did to him? One of the best receivers in the league. I got it. I'm not saying they don't have good defensive players, but the Cowboys have some guys who will just take over the game in an instant. Okay. And it happens. And it, it, it's more sustainable on their side, slightly, than in Philadelphia. Okay. So I, I, I don't I don't minimize I don't minimize Dallas's undefeated record against the NFC East. They haven't lost to the NFC uh, NFC East team since 2020. So we'll see. We'll see in a couple Shout weeks, out, right? They play okay. each other in a couple Sh- weeks. I was just about to say Sunday, October 16th on Sunday Night Football. Cowboys at it's Eagles. Going I will be there. I will be there. I cannot wait to see it. We can settle it on the field, as they say. Um, first of all, shout out to the NFC East. Beast of the East on MCs. I have a feast. I need that ass like quiche. Crack a smile like Denise. <laughs> um, three, three and one teams in the NFC East. Go figure. I don't. I think the Giants. I'll say this real quick about the Giants, and I'll come back to the Eagles. Real quick about the Giants. I think they're a good story more than they're a good team. I think this mm. is hey program building for Joe Shane and Brian Dayball, and it's nice to rebuild the program and win in the process. A lot of times you oh, see yeah. these organizations like, oh, yeah, we're learning how to win and we're, you know, we see progress even though we haven't experienced the results yet. It's like, why not both? I think that's what the Giants are. See, I don't think they're like see three and one. Detroit. There Detroit you go, Lions, right? For example. Um, yeah. The Eagles, listen, on both sides of the ball, all three phases right now, with apologies to Micah Parsons, if you told me, hey, pick one player to start a draft with on either one of the Cowboys and Eagles. I'm taking Jalen Hurts right here, right now. The no, way he's playing this season, won't. right here, what? right now, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Right, I, wait. Dak's got the resume. Dak's got the resume. Dak's got the body of work. But right here, right now, right here, this season, right here. Anybody? Anybody? On those two, from between those two teams. That's what I'm saying. But here's my those question to teams. you. Yeah, I'm taking okay. Jalen Hurts. Right. But here's my question right. to you. Here's my question to you. Since you all drinking the Cowboys Kool-Aid, you ain't I'm buying on. into this idea, this it's idea that there's some kind of controversy on the horizon. 
Oh, at quarterback that. for the Dallas. Stop, Jerry. Okay, good. We okay, good. All right, good. Jerry, All right, good. good. All right. I'm just, I'm just checking. But but I, but I tell you what though, I tell you what. Franchise mode. Going back going back to franchise mode. And this was franchise mode. Yeah. And I needed a quarterback. I'd be like, oh, who's this? Uh, who's this 85 backup that they got that uh that I could trade for? They got a 90, 92 starter. He'd be, yeah, he'd be a 76, 78. He'd be, like he'd be like a 78. He'd be like a 78. 78. He at least an 80. He at least an 80. But you can work at least. But you can work him up. You can coach his him up. His awareness like is super high. And it's harder his now. Awareness is, it's harder now, his right? His awareness is high. Yeah, you can develop him. Right? Yeah, because those jumps, those jumps used to be huge. They, you could go from like yeah. a like a 60, a 67, get him up to a 90. You can't do that anymore, right? It's like maybe right. like a 78 to like an 81, 82. They don't have these huge jumps. So so, so both so both these teams have really good defenses. Right? Courtney, get the hardball side ready. Pivoting here. Both these teams have good defenses. You know, I don't know if you played Madden lately, but back when we played it, they didn't do the overall offense and defense rankings. You know, they do offense and defense. It'd be like a, you know, something might be like a 90 offense and a 76 defense or whatever. I wouldn't know. I haven't played right. in a while. You know, I haven't played, but I, that last oh, time yeah. I played us, they did. I don't know yeah. what the Ravens defense would be. Um, probably in the 60s, low 70s right now. But apparently, lower than that. It's so bad. Terrible. Lower than that. They're so untrustworthy yeah. that John Harbaugh, who you know I usually defend, decided to go for it on fourth and two with four minutes left instead of kick a field goal. And you all saw the rest, including Marcus Peters, getting in his ass. Here's what John Harbaugh had to say after the game. I felt like it gave us the best chance to win the game because seven, the worst that happens is if they go down the field and score, and I think we'll get them stopped. But if they go down the field and score a touchdown, the worst thing that happen is that you're in overtime. But... You kick a field goal there, now it's not a three-down game anymore. It's a four-down game. You're, you're putting them out there. You're putting your defense on a disadvantage because they've got four downs to convert all the way down the field and a chance to, again, score seven, and then you, you lose the game on a touchdown. So and then the worst thing, the other thing, you think you're going to get the ball at the two-yard line. So I'm very confident in our defense. Defense's ability to stop them down there with the ball in the two-yard line. So we got them backed up. If we don't get it, didn't turn out that way, unfortunately, and we lost the game. So hindsight, you could take the points. But... If you look at it analytically, I understand why we did it. So listen, I, I said, several times feels like, we, my it feels like we, we're here all the time. Which part? That's my favorite part, though. Which part? He said, if you look at it analytically, he said, "Did he say I understand why we did it?" <laughs> you, so, we're, we're you here all the time. We understand all the why time. we did it. With John Harbaugh, feels it. like we're always here with his decision making and, and his aggressiveness, which I usually support. Right. And yes, had Lamar not thrown a pick in the end zone, maybe they started the two like he like he planned, and maybe it's a different story if they start the two and not the twenty. So setting all that aside, John Harbaugh is dead wrong. Um, because it wouldn't have been a four-down game all the way down the field because maybe Sean McDermott kicks a field goal to tie. I don't know. Maybe a field goal doesn't beat you; it ties the game. So I reject that premise. I used to host a show yeah. a long time ago called Numbers Never Lie. I, I yeah, love, I I'm the analytic, I'm the analytics I'm guy on I'm this show. With the work, right? I, I'm I'm the analytics guy between the two of us, Michael. You know I respect analytics. Analytics. You know I respect you at all. You know I respect you, but John Harbaugh just don't put me in this position because now position. I gotta say the analytics are full of crap because analytics what they do is they 
needlessly overcomplicate things. They make you overthink things. Somebody once told me it's not a good idea if it takes you longer to explain it than it does to do it. And right. it took him forever to, to, to explain his mindset because it was too convoluted. Just kick the freaking field goal. Right. Just take the lead because only a touchdown could beat you instead of a field goal on the last possession. I mean, I get trust in your quarterback, but trust your Hall of Fame kicker, the greatest to ever kick a field goal, and Great. trust your defense, which I know is untrustworthy, but, at, it, but give your defense a lead. Put them in a position where they're not protecting a tie, but they're protecting a lead. That's why you kick the field goal in that situation. All right. Well, look, that, that defense, um, you know, coming to the game, coming into this, this Baltimore game, I mean, this Buffalo game, that defense has given up a thousand yards, about a thousand yards the last two weeks. You know, really collapsed against Miami in the fourth quarter. Gave up almost 300 yards in the fourth quarter this is alone. Two 17 point leads they've blown, by the way. Right. In four weeks. So two terrible. At, at least 17. Terrible fourth quarter. Point, at least. Yes. Terrible fourth quarter against the Dolphins. Um, it really didn't do great against the Patriots, but, but that was, that was kind of glossed over by three interceptions. They had of Mac Jones, and they got those interceptions. You know, one of them was just uh, just really crazy. Play. One of them was at the end of the game, ball sailed. They got it. Another one was just a really bad decision uh, from Mac Jones trying to hit Devontae Parker. So, but they did have three interceptions. But let's not, Mike. Let's not blame analytics, and let's not say. Oh, I'm not blaming analytics. I'm blaming John Harbaugh. I'm blaming John Harbaugh. And John Harbaugh. Even if the analytics told you to go Anna, for it, you should have said no. <laughs> and, in, in analytics, analytics. Ain't nobody told you that Mike, press. Mike, hey Mike, ain't nobody tell you to smoke that. You, you made a decision. Give it your decision. <laughs> ain't like I put a gun in your hand. Right. You know, listen. Analytics heard John Harbaugh's press conference and said to Harbaugh, "Hey Harbaugh, keep my name out your mouth because that ain't got nothing to do with me." He's not talking about analytics. This is the problem. John Harbaugh, it is very simple. He just didn't want to say it. It's as simple as 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 this this conversation. It's very simple. He doesn't trust his defense. And he didn't want to say it because he's got to play this game. I'm the leader of this team. We're all in this together. He's got to say all these things. Why, he's got to make his team believe it. He doesn't that's why trust Marcus him. Peters, and that's why he did that's it. Why Marcus Peters, that's why Marcus Peters was, went at his neck on the sideline. Yeah. He didn't trust him, nor should he, nor should he trust him. He doesn't. Shouldn't trust him, but he also should have kicked the field goal. Don't trust the defense. But but, but, but so, kick that but field, my, but kick that field goal. But but here's my problem with the trust thing because whenever you okay that that narrative that that cliche that we all default to when it comes to coach decision making of trust. I just did it a minute ago. You just did it. We always do it about who a coach trusts or doesn't trust. In terms of the decision making, but implicit in a decision is that you're trusting the side of the ball that's on the field in, in that moment. You understand what I'm saying? Or if you're not trusting that side, then you're trusting the, yeah, the well, people that's coming in afterwards. So, in other words, there is something to be said. Now, I'm just devil's advocate with myself here. He didn't trust his defense, but there's a lot worse entities that you can trust. Than a guy well, who's rewriting yeah. the record book week Listen. after week in Lamar Jackson because if Lamar Jackson does put in the end zone there with either his arm or his legs, 
as Lamar Jackson himself said, it is a different conversation. So yeah, maybe yeah, he doesn't trust his defense. Maybe he doesn't trust his defense or maybe he doesn't trust his defense as much as he trusts Lamar Jackson. Well, I would say this. He doesn't and, and I'm not judging him. I agree with him. I don't trust his defense either. So and done the his same defense, thing? his defense has not earned his trust. They haven't earned mm-hmm. it. So, uh, but I think, uh, but I think once again, they're two different conversations. I think he made it all one conversation uh, in his head, and he's never going to say it. I don't trust his defense. If I get three here, that's not going to be enough for me. I think they're going to give that's it up. That's what doesn't make sense. But that's what doesn't make I sense. I do. Tr- Okay, right, right. That's what doesn't make sense. I'm with you. Like you, he I'm didn't give you. his teammates. This ain't about trust and defense. This is it. about common sense. I, mean, I think he put. I think he put it all together. I think he put he it all together. Overthought it. And it's not. And, like, and, and it, I am an overthinker. And, 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 and I know overthinking when I see it. By the way, if they had gotten a touchdown, why? I, I think. I think everybody has probably gone too far. Yeah, John Harbaugh went too far yesterday. I think we've gone too far in describing it. There are four minutes left in the game. So let's just rewrite the script. Let's give Lamar Jackson a touchdown pass. Oh, you don't think mm-hmm. Buffalo? You don't think Buffalo? With four minutes right. to play? Right. They can't get a touchdown? Touchdown or a two-point conversion if they feel in danger. Right, right. <laughs> a possession or two. I'm not even going to say that's their right. last possession. They might even get another one after that. So I don't think Put ooh, they blew the game. It's just talking about a situation, but I don't think oh he blew the game right there because or he had a, he had a chance to win the game 23 20. I'm not sure Put yourself in position. Take the, the lead. Take the lead. Right. No, but just it's take just the, the lead, lead right there. That's common That's sense. Take he missed an lead. opportunity got, to take I, the lead in that kind of game. But, yeah, but he didn't miss greedy. an opportunity to win the game. He took an, He missed an opportunity to take the lead. Yeah, no, but I mean, the fact happened, that Buffalo was able to what happened the, the fact that Buffalo was able to do what it wanted to do and run out the clock that way proves his point to some extent, but still take the points in that in that situation. But you know what? In fairness, in fairness, I, 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 again, I'm not talking myself out of my own take. I still think he should have kicked the field goal. That's not 2020. That's a tw- that, I'm not practicing 2020 hindsight. I'm looking at a 2020 ball game. That's a bar right there. Yeah. Say that again. I'm not that practicing 2020 nice. hindsight. Nice. I'm looking at a 2020 ball game and saying kick the field goal in that situation. Having said that, let's say he kicks the field goal and his worst fears come true and Buffalo goes on the field and scores a touchdown. You know what we're saying today? Why didn't you trust the MVP on fourth and two? <laughs> or, yeah. or fourth and goal from the two. Why didn't you trust the MVP? So damn if you do, damn if you don't. Go ahead. Uh, Mike, we'll take a break I'll, after this. Here's, Go ahead. Here's the, la- here's the last thing I'll say on it. And you know, we feel the same way on this. I'm not just actively rooting for somebody to lose a job. I don't do that. But if you look at the Ravens and their history, they will make adjustments. Defensively, they are a mess. They're a mess defensively. Even in victory, they haven't been great. Yeah. Uh, and they made a change before and they won a Super Bowl. I think they went from was it from Cam Cameron to Cam, Jim Caldwell? Cam Cameron to Jim Caldwell. That's exactly right. On offense. Yep. All right. Exactly right. Defensively, I wouldn't be surprised. It may be coming. I think they may make yeah. some moves defensively. They're not right. They're just not right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Buffalo wins a one score game. It can be done. Hey, hey. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is something that uh, it's too early to give a definite um, timeline. I, I can comfortably say that he, he'll be out for this game um, against the Jets. But anything beyond that, um, we're, uh, again, we're just focused on making sure he's at optimum health and then crossing that bridge. So it's a little early um, for definitive timelines beyond that. All right, Charles Robinson from Yahoo Sports and you pod to win the game uh, is here with us. Uh, so Charles, of course, uh, concussions are top of mind for everybody. Uh, thanks to uh, Tua Tungabailoa, both the hit he took uh, against Buffalo and then the awful scene against Cincinnati on Thursday night. That was Mike McDaniel announcing that he is out for week five against the Jets. Um, we saw Cameron Brait go out last night and uh, and re-enter the game when it was obvious to anybody watching that he had suffered a head injury. Uh, he was removed and put in concussion protocol. Um, the UNC, the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant has been fired. Uh, the protocols are under review and, and expected to be revised as the investigation into the handling of Tua goes, goes on. Uh, Charles, what do you know and what do you think about where the league, the Players Association, really just the sport is uh, on the issue of concussions in the aftermath of the Tua Tagovailoa controversy? Well, I think the, I, want, I don't want to say enhanced emphasis this, this weekend was kind of interesting because when you go back and you look at the first three weeks of the season, including week three, which obviously was the game against the Bills when, when Tua went through the neurological test and was put back in the game against the Bills, um, three, I think it was three players in week three went through the protocols and were benched. Okay, um, going through concussion protocols. I'm fairly certain that weeks one and two were also low single digit um, instances. Mm -hmm. Sunday alone, it was 12. 12 players went through protocols and were benched um, after going through the neurological testing. I think it's really interesting that all of a sudden there's this advanced emphasis on it and it goes from three in week three to quadrupling in, in, and that's not even counting Thursday night, obviously with uh, the, you know, to his injury against the Cincinnati Bengals, but it quadruples. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things. Number one, it leads me to believe that maybe the emphasis that was put in on Sunday was not really being put in in prior weeks. Number two, it mm -hmm. leads me to believe that if we are headed toward um, an era, we'll see if the league, what the tweaks are between the NFL and NFLPA and, and whether or not this actually is something that everyone adheres to for more than a month or two, but it leads me to believe that Sunday might be representative of what this looks like moving forward, where you're seeing yeah. more players who are benched. Also, I, what I thought was interesting too, was um, when you looked at the way that players ended up um, going through the protocols and being benched, like for example, the, the giants, uh, Tyrod Taylor, it's a referee who says, Nope, you're, you know, uh, Carl Sheffers says, 
you're you, you're off. Takes them off the field, puts them into protocols. I think they had a safety that it was actually the spotter, the NFL's um, neuro, you know, the concussion spotter, uh, said nope, pull them. And you know, so you kind of saw this wide array of how players and then Cameron Bray that played out on Sunday night where it appeared something wasn't right. He goes back in the game. Now Todd Bowles has come out and said, well, it was the, the symptoms were sort of delayed or whatever. I'm not a brain specialist, so it's, it's hard to know what a delayed concussion uh, symptom looks like. But um, I think we can safely say that it was clearly something that needed to be worked on between the NFL and the NFLPA. And it's unfortunate that it took the Bills right. game and then the, the Cincinnati Bengals game with Tua to sort of get to this point. And it remains to be seen once this is worked on. We've gone through this before. Will, will this be something that's an emphasis for a month, right. for two months? What happens right. when we get right. to the playoffs and another Julian Edelman situation happen, happens? Is a player taken out of a key game, the Super Bowl? Right. Or do some players push back? Do some players right. end up pushing? Do, do, do we overcorrect to a point, Michael, yeah. to where players right. are like, right. dog, every time we hit our head, you can't take us out the game. It might be too much right. of an overcorrection, but because everybody's this watching is, so closely, Michael. Yeah, this is our livelihood. But I, I do want to ask you. I know you're tossing to me, Mike, and I'm going to toss it right back to you and Charles because I want to hear both your perspectives on this. Mike, you were in Cincinnati for this game when this happened. I just wonder, did you get a sense? And do, do either of you get a sense that something will change from the players? Either players saying, "Hey." We got to keep him out of the game. Forget about what the doctors say. Players protecting each other or players getting more creative. Some of them are like this with hiding how hurt well, they are. I'm glad you and, asked and that. So Charles, I'm, yeah, I want to know from both of you what you think on so that. Charles, Charles, I'll quickly say this and then give it to you. I, my understanding is that there, it, there has been a culture shift by and large when it comes to players self-reporting. As in, I, I, I'll throw out a number that I've been told, like around 70% the last couple of years, I believe it is, players are starting to report the, the concussion, reported concussions are self-reported. So somebody's not feeling well, they are speaking up more than traditionally they have or more than we might assume that these gladiators do. So from a player perspective, by and large, it feels like they're more cognizant and conscious of the risks here with head injuries. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think to, uh, to that end, Charles? Well, that's that's a statistic that remember it's it's you're talking about very finite statistic. I mean, that's only players reported that's, that's, that's reported, right? So we don't know yeah, unreported. Right. So it could be, sure. hey, we had 10 players who reported, but we had 100 who didn't. And and so it yeah. really doesn't resolve anything. I actually thought the yeah. Thursday night broadcast, Michael, that you were part of was interesting because Andrew Whitworth, I thought spoke to a big part of the problem where he said, look, he and I'm paraphrasing here, but he talked about being concussed in a game against mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles and getting himself back in the game. And I do think that is an avenue that up until now, there has not been enough emphasis put on how are players interacting with this process and then getting oh. themselves, you know, they got back. In football they, they have ways I've heard of players. I've heard of one player who's no longer in the league. Whenever he got a concussion, he immediately grabbed his ankle. Like they got, they they're, they're, they have, they have the systems Ford. to beat that's the amazing. system. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's it. And that, that is the question about the bills game. Right. And now I know 
there's no shortage of South Florida reporters that seems like coming out and saying it's just a coincidence. It was absolutely a back injury. Everything's come back clean. It wasn't a concussion. Your eyes are lying to you. Um, and yet, again, when he enters into the protocol, right, when he goes to the sideline, the team announces it's a head injury, and then it becomes That's a back one. injury. Okay. Right. Um, I, and so to me, it's – there's a reason well, why – I, mean, I, I hope this comes out in terms of why the process and the neurologist – and why certain, you know, what steps weren't necessarily fouled or the mistakes that were made? Because what I want to know is, okay, this was a back injury. What provable, what, what was done for sure. the back injury, right? I mean, it yeah. wasn't a head injury, right? It was a back injury. So what did you do to treat yeah. the back injury? How was it diagnosed? Great question. Right. <laughs> yep. That's one of the questions that they're going to ask. I was just going to say, if it was a back injury and you knew it was a back injury, then why did we find out over the weekend that he was examined for concussion Every day last week, we found out every after day. the fact, right? Every, that he was he was examined for concussion. He continued every day. to be he continued to be evaluated for a concussion after it was when it was, a back it was a back injury, right? And he checked in. It's so why are you checking? He, the thing is, this is it's always going to be imperfect. Okay, I think we have to live right. with the reality that there's human beings involved and the players are involved, and I, I do think that Bills game is actually a good microcosm of. When you look at the player, somebody who's been under fire, someone who's got momentum yeah. this season, someone who's fighting yeah. for his job, and this was the biggest game, yeah. arguably, of his career. And it's a Tua thing too. Yeah, I his could personality, see. Yeah, an individual. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew Whitworth spoke to it. I wanted to be yeah. in there playing. That's why I went back in because as a player, you yeah. want to be out there playing. And I, I tried to make the point that you are dealing with athletes who are conditioned for the expanse of their entire careers from right. you know high school to college to the NFL you sacrifice yourself for the team yeah. first and it, it's to, hard to, to your, eventually override that and to your point about Sunday that's the way it should be it should be hey we don't know we're not going to risk it let's err on the side of caution if that's if that's what it took to get us here we're in a better place than we were the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand Mike, as a married man, you can appreciate 30 years together. That's Barack and Michelle, 30th anniversary today. And I'll say on the flip side, the Patriots and Jamie Collins would have made it to 30 if they just stick together. This is their fourth time. <laughs> this is their fourth time getting back they together. They can't each other. They can't. <laughs> it's unbelievable. See you tomorrow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.